0: Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner.
1: Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in to the podcast. I say this often. I know there are lots of other things you could be doing with your very valuable time, but you've chosen to spend that time with me. So thank you so much for that. Hey, today, I I really have a doozy of an episode for you today. Uh, And in fact, um, I'm a little worried that I might get myself in trouble uh, with this particular episode, I am um, I'm violating uh, what I consider to be one of my core uh, principles in life here in this episode, and I'll explain that here in just a moment. But I really have what I believe to be a very, very important uh, leadership lesson for you to talk about today, but also it's associated with a topic and a story in my own personal life that, one, is very politically charged, but also right now for me is very emotionally charged charged as well and that's kind of where I uh, I'm violating one of my core principles but uh, I believe an exception in this case is warranted so I'm certainly going to uh, to share that with you uh, here in this episode before I do so let me as always remind you about the leadership calculator that we have available for you I hope that you will take advantage of this what gets measured gets improved that's a quote from Peter Drucker and what we want to do here at the credible leadership group is we want to give you the tools that are necessary for you to effectively measure your leadership. Once you measure your leadership, you can then improve your leadership. And so we've made available to you this free tool, this free leadership calculator, and I hope that you will take advantage of that. Head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator, and you can utilize our free leadership measurement tool there. You'll also, as a part of that, you'll receive a report from us that not only indicates your leadership score, but also gives you great insights into how uh, what you can do and how you can improve your leadership effectiveness. So be sure you take advantage of that. Again, head over to CredibleLeaders.com forward slash calculator. Now let's kind of dive into today's topic. And really, well, first of all, I'll tell you what the topic is, the leadership lesson that I want to share with you today. Uh, and then, uh, I'll get into why this is, uh, Such a risky podcast episode for me. Uh, So what I want to talk to you today about, the leadership lesson that I want to talk to you today about, is the idea of taking a stand. You know, as a leader, it's not a matter of if you will need to take a stand in some way. It's really just a matter of when. When is this going to happen to you as a leader? When are you going to have to take a stand on something, uh, especially a stand that might disagree with others on your team or others in your chain of command, maybe your own boss or or higher up the organizational chart, uh you need to take a stand that is in defiance in some way of popular opinion or even of, you know, orders uh, that are coming down the org chart to you. You may have to take a stand. Um that is going to happen to you. At some point as a leader, Uh, and on some level, right? It may not be as serious as everyone above you in the org chart is demanding that you do something and you're needing to take a stand against that. It may be as slight or as small as one of your team members just simply disagrees with the decision and you need to take a, a stand in that. And, but it is certainly going to happen to you as a leader. And, and so I have, um, I have some advice. I have some things that I want to share with you. I want to share three points of advice as it relates to you uh, properly navigating this, You know, taking a stand uh, against something. Uh, but this also comes about as a part of a very personal and, and even emotional story that is in my own life right now. Uh, and that is where I am violating a core principle that I have in my own life. I, I have this this, one, one of my core principles in life is that uh, you should never uh, publicly um, discuss or or comment on a topic that you are highly emotionally connected to until you've had the time to rationally consider, to rationally think through that topic and even to uh, to some degree to control the emotions, to lessen the emotions that you have connected to that topic, uh, until you've done those things, rational thinking about it uh, and a, kind of a disconnect from the emotions of it, then you shouldn't go public with comments or, or even a discussion on that topic. Now, having said that, I have that core principle in my life. Having said that, uh, I've fallen victim to the, uh, you know, the emotional run to social media and post something and things like that. Uh, I've fallen victim to that, even though I have that as a core principle, but I believe that to be a very sound and wise core principle in my life to remove the emotions from something before I want to go public with it. Uh, and I am violating that principle here in this podcast episode. Now, you know, I'll also be transparent and say, there are times that I will come to this microphone and I will record things that are very pressing on my mind and on my heart and I, and I am emotional emotionally attached to them at the moment and then I just don't publish them it's almost therapeutic for me to just talk them out out loud even though I'm only talking to a microphone so to speak here uh, but in this particular podcast episode for this particular topic I'm highly confident that I am going to publish uh, this episode in fact the episode of the podcast that was already scheduled to be released on this date, I have already removed that from the schedule. I'll, I'll re-air that, if you will, or I'll air that at a, at a later date. So I've already removed that from the schedule. That's how confident that I am that I'm actually going to publish this podcast episode. Um, even though I'm speaking these words and sharing these thoughts with you at a at a time where I am still very, very much emotionally attached and engaged in this topic. And in addition to that, as I said earlier, this is a very very politically charged topic as well, or the story behind this taking a stand uh, is very politically charged. Uh, And so let me get into that. Let me share that with you. So uh, the story behind this podcast episode and and this idea of taking a stand that I want to counsel you on, or I'll offer some wisdom for you on, is uh, surrounding the uh, vaccine mandates that are being imposed by various governments, organizations, and and societies in general. Uh, there's a lot of societal pressures around uh, the vaccines that are being um, mandated um, in a legal manner as well. They're being, being Mandated, and so that's the topic, or that's the the story that I currently have in my own life that makes me emotionally connected um, to this uh, to this lesson. Uh, But to elaborate on the story, if you've been a listener of the podcast for any length of time, you probably know that my wife and I we have three children. Um, Our oldest is twenty, our daughter is twenty, and then we have a nineteen-year-old, and then our youngest is just about to turn eighteen. So two of those children are in college, and then one is still a senior in high school. And this story is particularly related to our daughter, um, who is, uh, she's in college, Uh, she's 20 years old, and she is currently entering her final year, uh, her final academic year in her bachelor's degree program. She's at a school in a different state. Uh, I'm not going to name any of the states or the schools or the programs or any of that because th- this this episode is not about bringing any kind of uh, condemnation on a school or a state or a program or in, I- even any type of government initiatives or, or mandates or anything like that. That's not the purpose uh, of why I'm sharing these things with you. But she's in another state and she's in a uh, a medical program where the first three years of her Um, academic career here, she spends in the academic classroom, where she takes a lot of the biologies and the chemistries and all of that. And then the final year of her um, program, she is in more of a hospital setting. Um, Part of that year, she's in a hospital setting, but she's still somewhat in a classroom. And then the next part of that year, she's in clinicals. So she would actually be uh, working with patients and things like that. Um, and as you are probably aware, there, um, there are, uh, mandates here in the United States, there are mandates that are being po- imposed in, in a number of different ways, but the medical, f- uh, field in, uh, specifically is, uh, has some pretty stringent, um, mandates around, uh, the COVID vaccine. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm not here to argue or debate, whether or not those vaccines are, or, or mandates are necessary, whether they're the right thing to do. Uh, I, 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 don't, um, I don't pretend to be knowledgeable about all of the, the medical aspects of COVID, the medical aspects of the vaccines and whether they're good, whether they're bad and so forth. I, I am no expert on that. And I'm certainly no expert either on, you know, uh, government mandates and, and things like that either. Again, my purpose here is not to is not to argue that fact, um, uh, whether it's good or bad, or right or wrong, or anything like that. Uh, I'm just wanting to highlight the story that is currently happening in our life that leads me to this idea of taking a stand. Uh, but as the story goes on, so my daughter, um, she has, um, she she's been in the academic setting uh, for now for three years or so. And uh, there's been no real issue around the, the vaccine mandates. Uh, she has not received the vaccine mandate. I'll, I'll get into that in just a moment, more details about that in just a moment. But she's not received the vaccine. Um, and so in the academic setting, that hasn't been a struggle. That hasn't been a problem. But as she moved into this latter phase uh, of her program and she moved more into a hospital setting, well then now as you can imagine that's becoming more and more of an issue Um, and she has looked into the whole process of submitting exemptions both medical as well as religious exemptions she's looked into that uh, that entire process but what she's facing right now uh, and again she is gosh now she's close to three and a half years uh, through her her program Um, and so she's very very close right is very, very close to being finished with her uh, medical degree here um, and then being able to, you know, enter the workforce in the career field of her choice, the, the, the passion that she has in her heart in terms of a career field. In fact, she wants to go on to medical school and be a doctor, be an MD um, beyond that, right? So she's very, very close to being finished. But what we're seeing happen right now is that the, the mandates are being more stringently enforced, and that she is, um, she's, right now, at the moment, it's somewhat rumor. It's, it certainly hasn't happened to her yet. I want to be completely honest and transparent about it. It hasn't happened yet, but it's certainly uh, rumored and, and good indications that uh, any type of exemptions that have been um, submitted uh, are not going to be uh, honored, Right? So she will still be expected if she wants to finish her program to um, to take the, the COVID vaccine. Now, the stand that she is taking is that she's not going to take the vaccine. And I and I want to um, highlight that, you know, some of the reasons why, She is not taking the vaccine, and I I believe that her reasons for not wanting to take the vaccine are very, very educated reasons. Um, She's much more um, educated on uh, the biology and the chemistry uh, and the medicine behind the vaccines and behind the virus itself. She's very, very well educated on that, much further beyond me uh, in my education uh, on those topics. And so for the various medical reasons that she understands far beyond me, she has decided that she does not want to take the vaccine. Now, again, I'm not here to debate whether you should or whether you shouldn't. Uh, I'm just telling you that this is not for her. This is not just some emotional decision for her. This is not just some uh, some need to be belligerent in some way or to be difficult in some way. Uh, she is not all tied up in any type of conspiracy theories or anything like that. Uh, this is not defiance uh, on her part in any way. This is truly a stand that she has chosen to take, related to her knowledge, to re- related to her education and her knowledge on the topic, re- related to data, related to information on the topic, and her. Education. Again, it's not an emotional decision for her, but rather a very well educated decision. But she recognizes that by taking that stand that she is not going to accept or or receive the COVID vaccine, she recognizes that she's going to uh, potentially pay some consequences associated with that. She may not be able to complete the education. Um, that she's been working so very hard for over the last few years. She may not be able to complete that. That could completely alter the duration of her life, the career path that she goes down. She may not be able to enter the career path that she has wanted to do for many, many years and has worked so very hard to uh, to get there. Uh, she's already experiencing... Um, I, I I'm going to use the word persecution. I, well, that's not the right word. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use that persecution uh, word, but she's already experiencing, um, situations where she is being put on the spot where she is even being embarrassed, um, related to her decision to not accept the COVID vaccine. I, I'll give you a, for instance, in one of her classes, one of her classrooms that she currently attends, um, She, as well as I think two, maybe three other students uh, in this class, uh, are not vaccinated. And those students um, that are not vaccinated are required to uh, go to the front of the room before class to have their temperature checked and so forth. And and so it's not a matter of that she uh, is opposed to having her temperature checked. She's perfectly fine with that. But the idea that you have to parade these unvaccinated students in front of the classroom and in front of everyone, take their temperature, uh, that's completely unnecessary. Uh, And in fact, to me, that's uh, uh, to me, that seems like that appears to be an intentional um, harassment of someone who's made it taken a stand, who has decided that they would not be um, vaccinated they could be taking their temperature in a totally private setting scenario. They could do so before they entered the classroom if they wanted to do that. Um, And so there's just things like that, that my daughter is already experiencing. Again, I won't call it persecution, but there are consequences of her stand that she's already experiencing. And then ultimately she could experience not being able to complete her college degree, having to change it to something else. Um, and that is very, very stressful on her. That is very difficult for her. Um, she she even has her, her mom and I in consideration with this whole thing because she knows that um, she's gone to another state to pursue this degree. And that's because here in our own home state, you can't find this degree. So she's gone to another state, uh, which is made her college degree much more expensive than if she had been able to do this here in our in our own home state uh, because there are different programs that would have essentially made her education almost free uh, had she been able to do it here in our home state but she was so passionate about wanting to go after this degree that uh, we went to a different state and paid the the cost consequences of that so she's, she even has that weighing on her mind as it relates to how does her stand and how does the situation she finds herself in, how does it impact her mother and I, right? So she even is weighing those consequences, but nonetheless, she is taking a stand. She is taking the stand against receiving the COVID vaccine for very educated reasons. And I believe that she is doing that in a way that adheres to these three very wise principles that I want to share with you related to taking a stand. As a leader, you're going to have to take a stand. Some type of stance at some point in time, you're certainly going to have to do it. And I want to give you three very, very important points that I believe my daughter is adhering to. I'm very proud that she's adhering to these things. And I want to share those uh, principles with you, these three points on taking a stand as a leader. So the first one I want to share with you is this. The first point that you want to adhere to when it comes to taking a stand as a leader is you want to be be educated, be convinced, and be convicted about your stance. Be educated, be convinced, and be convicted about your stance. Now, what this relates to is <clears throat> you don't ever want to take a stance based simply on your feelings or your emotions. If you're going to take a stance, especially if it's in some way a, a stance of defiance against, you know, popular opinion or certainly against authority, you do not want to take a stance uh, on based on a feeling or emotion, right? If you're angry about something, if you believe something to be incredibly unjust or unfair, and it has you angry, it has you frustrated, uh, those are not reasons for you to take a stand. Rather, your stance needs to be very well educated. You need to be convinced, thoroughly convinced of the information, of the data that you are uh, using uh, in your education. And then you also need this, this deeper level of conviction. So one, you know the information, you know the data, and you are convinced of the data's accuracy. You're convinced of the you know the truthfulness of the the source of that data you're convinced that you've seen both sides of the uh, equation if you will right you you've weighed both sides of a decision and you were convinced but now you 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 need this this deeper level of conviction that your stance is the right thing to do it's the right thing for you and the reason you need this deeper level of conviction is because much like my daughter you're going to face some consequences associated with this stand that you're going to make. So, point number one, whatever stance you're taking, be very well educated on it. Be thoroughly convinced that all the information, all the data that you have and that you're utilizing to make this decision, to take this stand, is accurate, is truthful. Be completely convinced of that and then be very, very convicted in taking the stance such that uh, the consequences that you are likely going to face. You, you first of all know those consequences, understand those consequences, and you're prepared to pay those consequences for taking the stand. Should you have to, okay. So that's that's point number one. And you're taking a stand. Be educated, be convinced, and be convicted. Now, point number two is this: avoid condemning others that may not take the same stand that you're taking. Oftentimes I think we when we're taking these stances, um, we either get discouraged or or we even maybe get angry. Uh, sometimes we even will um, you, you know, we'll step away from the stance we're taking when we don't see other people taking the stance with us. And we will oftentimes have this attitude that we, maybe we just do it mentally. Sometimes we do it, you know, intentionally and verbally. We do it, uh, you know, out loud. We actually take action to condemn those other people that aren't making the same decision, condemn other people that aren't taking the same stance. And really, as I watch my daughter navigate the situation that she's in, this is one of the things that I am the most proud of her. And that is, those people that are accepting the COVID vaccine, she holds zero condemnation for those people. Uh, she, she holds no resentment for them whatsoever. And in fact, she views it as, you know, if that is your decision to, um, to accept the vaccine, then that's your prerogative. That's your decision. And she has no problem with that whatsoever. Right. And so she recognizes that very few people are taking the same stand that she is not receiving the COVID vaccine. But those people that aren't taking that stance, she's not condemning them in, in any way whatsoever. And as a leader, when you take a stand, you you need to recognize that same attitude. You need to adopt that exact same attitude because you will have many, many people around you. If you're taking a stand on something you will have many people around you that are not taking that same stance and you can't let the the stress of the situation the pressure of the situation you can't allow that to create in you this attitude of condemnation against those that aren't taking that stance okay it's likely that some people that are not taking this stance with you just completely disagree with your point of view or with your decision and so forth. And and that's okay. Uh, One of the reasons that I was willing to share this podcast episode with you on this story, again, because it's very emotionally charged for me, but also politically charged. The reason I'm willing to publish this episode is because I believe you as a listener of this podcast episode, I believe that you are capable and willing to disagree with me, but yet listen and even learn from me. I am willing to do the exact of you. I'm, I'm willing to, even though I might disagree with a a topic or a subject or something that you would be talking or say, talking about, I'm willing to listen to that. And I'm even willing to learn from you in that topic, even though I, um, I disagree with it. I, I certainly believe that uh, even in today's society, I believe that we can disagree and still be friends, and so you may have people in your uh, in a situation with you that they're not taking the stance with you because they disagree with the stance you're taking because they disagree with the decision you're making. That's okay. You cannot allow an attitude of condemnation of those people that disagree with your stance. You cannot allow that to take into your into your mind and into into your 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 life as you're taking this stance but you may also have other individuals that agree with your stance that uh, agree with the decision that you're making but out of fear they're not taking the same level of stance that you are maybe they're not being as public with their stance or something like that so you'll have others in your situation that while they agree with your stance they're not willing to be as as strong about the stance as you are. And again, that's okay. You cannot allow to enter into your mind and your heart an attitude of condemnation for those people either. Okay, so that's tip number two. You have to avoid condemning others that aren't taking the stance with you. You cannot adopt that attitude of condemning them for that decision to do so. Okay, so that's tip number two. So number one was be educated, convinced, and convicted of your stance. Point number two is avoid condemning others, not taking the same stance with you. And then tip number three here is seek support. Seek support. Support is so necessary in so many aspects of our life. Certainly as a leader, support is necessary. I'm a firm believer that as a leader, you need a support group. You need other people. You need a a mastermind group. You need an accountability group, whatever you're going to call it. You need a group of people that are helping you be a better leader. They're supporting you in your efforts to be a better leader. And oftentimes, when we are taking these stances, we feel like we're completely alone. And again, because it's because of the situation, we have people in the situation that disagree, so they're not taking the stance. We have other people that while they agree, they don't have, uh, they're fearful and not taking the same level of stance. And so what that often causes for us is this feeling that we're taking this stand completely alone. And what you have to do is you have to be intentional to seek support in your stance. And oftentimes you're going to have to go and look outside of the situation to find the support necessary to take your stand, to maintain your stance, right? So you're going to have to go outside of the situation and you're going to have to have a good relationship with a, a friend or a mentor or someone like that that is willing to listen, that is willing to allow you to discuss and talk about the situation upon which you're taking a stance and that you trust that will give you good sound advice, good wise advice you need to seek that support, and I'm I'm happy to say um, that in in my daughter's situation, that support that she is receiving is primarily from her mom, from from my wife, and I can't speak highly enough about the efforts that my wife is putting into supporting our daughter here in the situation that she finds herself, that she the, the stance in which she is taking, and and, and of course. You would expect that, right? This is a mother-daughter relationship. You certainly expect a mother to uh, to be supportive of their child, and, and in this case, our daughter. You would certainly be expect a mother to be supportive of her daughter in a situation like this. But, but my wife has done. She's going gone be above and beyond for sure in educating herself about the situation, in uh, you know researching everything so that she can provide as much. Uh, good wise counsel to our daughter as possible. Uh, and you also recognize that the obvious place to go look for support for my daughter uh, is to us, her parents, uh, which of course she's done. And I think she's she's getting support from from others, not just us as well. Uh, but principle number three here is you you don't need to and you shouldn't, try to take this stance completely alone, right? So go and be intentional, be proactive about seeking support. Sometimes that's just mental and emotional support, but go and seek support necessary for you to maintain taking this stance. And again, oftentimes you're going to have to go and look outside of the situation in which you find yourself. Now, sometimes you'll find that within you know your team two or three other team members are are willing to equally take the stand with you and if if that's the case wonderful but oftentimes you're going to find where within the situation itself within the team itself you feel like the only person taking that stance and when that's the case you've got to go outside of that situation and find that that person uh, or that small group of people that you can confide in that you can talk to about the situation and that you can receive the support that is necessary for you to maintain and persevere through this stance that you're taking. So those are the three pieces of advice that I have for you. That's the, the leadership lesson to be learned uh, in this very emotional and very political situation that I find myself here. Um, it, it, those are your three points. Be educated, convinced, and convicted on the stance you're taking. Avoid con uh, condemnation of others that aren't taking the same steps with you and be very intentional and proactive about seeking support in maintaining your stance when you're doing so. Those are the three points that I wanted to share with you. That's the leadership lesson that I wanted to share with you um, uh, in in this. So again, as a leader, it's, it's not a matter of if you will need to take a stance. It's only a matter of when. When will that come your way? You'll need these three points of advice that I've given you here today. Um, so, as I kind of wrap this this episode up um, to to my do- to my daughter, well, I was yeah, I'll say it anyway. So, uh, to my daughter, I just wanted to say a few words. I don't know why I would necessarily say these. Uh, I don't even think she listens to the podcast. Uh, I think it's probably one of those things where uh, mom and dad, they're the vill- village idiot, you know, and so. Uh, she would prefer to listen to people that she doesn't know at all, uh, than mom and dad. Um, that's the typical, um, uh, child parent relationship, I believe. So I don't even know that she's listening to it, but nonetheless, I would say to my daughter, this, first of all, I love you. I'm extremely proud of you. You've taken a stance very, very well. You've adhered to these three principles and many more that I've just described here, you're, you're wise beyond your years and I fully support you in taking your stance. Now to the rest of you, again, you're going to have to take a stand at some point, be sure you're adhering to these three principles that I've just shared with you here in this podcast. And until I speak to you again, next week, I love you because that's what leaders do. Oh, and by the way, if you don't catch that reference, if you don't know that, go back and listen to episode number 72, and I'll just, because I thoroughly describe in episode number 72, why I now say that, uh, why I say that now as a tagline instead of just be blessed and lead well, but go back to episode number 72 and you'll, you'll see the explanation of that. But until I speak to you again next week, know this, I love you because that's what leaders do now be blessed. And lead well.
0: This episode of the Rookie Leaders podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at RookieLeaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to CredibleLeaders.com.